We are Stephen and Jill. Together, we've been buying and reselling land since the 90s. Our data-centric approach leaves our buyers asking, how can you sell it so cheap? Here on the Land Academy Show, we answer that and more. Stephen Jill here. Hi. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butala. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from the Valley of the Sun. Today, Jill and I talk about why not to accept a lowball offer too soon when you're selling your property. Boy, if I had a nickel, this whole business or this whole episode came from during this uptick in pricing and hot market hotness that we're all experiencing right now, Jill and I sold a bunch of properties too low and too fast. And so we're going to talk about a little bit about that and how to gauge where you should price your property these days uh, versus, let's say, maybe a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community. It's free. And I hope you know that we have a full-blown operational commercial printing company called Offers, the number two, owners.com. Uh, Jill and I set out a lot of years ago to rectify poor performance in the industry. So we set up our own company. And a few years ago, we set that up for you. So go to, uh, you can either call 800-725-8816 or you can email support at offers to owners.com and see what they have to offer if you're sending out blind offers to uh, real estate owners. Just like we do. (laughs) All right. Here's our question. Greg wrote, hey, do you guys ever use a non-broker slash agent for boots on the ground in your due diligence phase? I've got a timber guy that hit me up from an area mail who wants to be my boots on the ground. We're on the same page when I'm trying to see how we can come up with a contract test agreement for compensation, make sure I don't get cut out of the deals I have them look at. I appreciate any suggestions if y'all have any experience with this. Oh, that does worry me a little bit. I have bit. a real bad taste in my yeah. mouth about this whole thing. What, what this person's asking is, mm. I sent a mailer out uh, to a bunch of owners and I'm getting responses back and, I'm, and we're doing the Land Academy thing. A uh, timber guy called me back, probably because he got a, one of your letters or he's talking to a landowner and said, hey, how about I just go uh, bird dog these properties for you? And the ones that we buy together, you pay me. Mm-hmm. What he's really saying is, how about you shove me the great deals that you got and I can steal them from you? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah. The, I wouldn't the, do this. The boots on the ground that we've had with great success are, uh, we have a personal former yeah. Uh, relationship with them. Or their Land Academy people. Or their Land Academy members. And Mm -hmm. that's what I was going to say. So find uh, a Land Academy often, very, very often on a Thursday call when we look at people's deals uh, to see, give up our opinion about whether or not they should buy them. There's other people in the group that'll chime in and say, I'm right by there. I live 20 minutes from there. I'm happy to go take a look at it for you. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got some red flags. Me too. I wouldn't do that. Today's topic, Jill's going to talk about why not to accept lowball offers too soon. This is why you're listening. You know, it's so, we haven't had this in a while. When I say while, I mean weeks. <laughs> it hasn't been that long. <laughs> but it, it pops up every now and then that someone says, shucks, why wish I wouldn't have taken that offer? That came in so fast. I was so excited. It sounded great. Hey, I, you know, I, I doubled my money, even though it wasn't what I listed it for. It was a good offer. So I took it. And then two days later, here comes Mr. Full Price Cashman. Shucks. And that's the point here. That happens sometimes. I want you to know, especially in today's environment, 
it's still kind of happening. Repeat. I have my properties. The longer I hold them, the more they're worth a little bit. So I'm not afraid to hold on to them for 30, 60, 90, three months, four months, five months, because the, the prices are going up, especially right now. I'm coming into the springtime in the summer. I've got some properties that didn't sell in January. No kidding. They were under snow. I didn't really expect it to be flying off the shelves. And I'm glad I didn't take those offers in January just because I was desperate. I'm glad now it's getting to be springtime and especially with the housing market, you know, interest rates, there might be more people that are saying, you know what, I'm going to plop down some cash uh, for the land I can afford and baby, we're going to build our own house and take our time doing it and make it great because those are my buyers. So I want you, it's still happening. I want you to not worry. I want you to hang in there a little bit. And I especially, I have two points. That's point one. My point number two is don't get desperate and reduce your offer price as your first means of trying to move a property. Before you do that, look at the property. Is it, are the pictures great? Is it properly conveyed what's going on? You know, can you um, see what's possible? Yeah. Is, does your description need some work? Is it not being reached to the right people? You know, like I mentioned yesterday, I had an agent that, and this is, by the way, this property, it's an amazing Idaho property that we have that I will not let this go until Good. I get the right price from the right person. I have had several offers that we did not accept. We just renewed our six-month contract with this girl for another six months. And I, and I just now, this can happen, I just now realized, oh my goodness, she did not have the address in there right, so it was triggering. It wasn't populating in the right area and not showing up in some of the right feeds, so I fixed it with her. I don't care. Pay cash for it. It's a great property in Idaho. I'm going to more than quadruple my money on it. And the longer this goes right now, you know, it's April. It's going to be May, June is when someone's going to want to come in and go, that's amazing. And I'm going to get a great price for it. I'm not worried about it. So I want you to, uh, to, to, to look at those things first before you lower price. When you buy, I have a couple of points to make. When you buy a piece of property... Here's the old way. People buy a piece of property and if they don't have a lot of real estate experience or they watch their parents buy and sell a house or they had uh, grew up in their my age and they have some real estate experience in an office where, you know, the, the old way is to say, we bought this piece of property, we control it. We're going to post it somewhere with a broker or an agent for as much as we possibly can. We're going to suck every single penny out of that deal, knowing full well it's going to take a while to sell it and wait for Prince Charming to come along and uh, plop the money down and buy it. That's silly. That's, that's, not the, that's not the Land Academy way, and it's not modern in any way. When you buy a piece of property, we always buy property well, and we mm -hmm. buy really good property, and we buy it for a very inexpensive amount. Then we have a job. We sit down and we say, and this is what I do mentally, I know I can double or triple my money on this really quickly. I know that because two real estate agents, good real estate agents in the area are telling me that. My, and my partner agrees with me and we all want to get a deal done on this property quickly. Or I can say, this isn't one of those deals. We bought it right. It's out there, all the fixed, the non-variable things that go on in a real estate deal, it's all there. Great property, really cheap. Everything around it's selling for $150,000. 
I'm going to try to sell it for 150, even mm -hmm. if it takes some time. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to deal with that mentally uh, before I even list it and, and with my partner. So we're on that same page. So mm -hmm. Jill and I really you utilize the velocity of money on a lot of properties for that bucket one property that I just described mm -hmm. for the second one, but I call it bucket two. We've got property out there that's been for sale for a while, like the Idaho property mm -hmm. she just talked about. And we're totally okay with that because we know what it's worth. Here's my second point. It's a little off topic. So my point is that to finish that first point, you got to decide what you want and then deal with it. And then maybe you might have to reduce the price a little bit after quite some time. As the last reason. But I'll tell you what. Yeah. Not often enough do people in Land Academy and sometimes us just don't accept doubling and tripling our monies enough. Mm. You know, we are all, we have to undo this in when on a high volume land business like Jill and I have. Right. Yep, the property's worth 150 grand. We just sold it for 90 in three days. We left a bunch of money on the table. We got, we bought it for 20. We sold it for 90. We shake hands on it. We left, uh, left 50 or $60,000 on the table. We're on to the next deal. That's a personal decision. Yep. It really is. So, you know, and maybe that's, maybe that's, maybe that should be the new topic of this choice, this show. You have options. Mm -hmm. Well, you control the deal. You do. This is why we buy it, not option it or any of that other silly business that goes on that's going to be a fad. You sure. know what? And I'm sure some people are like, you know, you guys are a bunch of whatever. I take every, the first offer all the time. I make sure I at least double my money and move on. We used to do that. I think that's we used to a do that. That's, model. But we're talking about it could be a lowball offer. Because you know what's interesting? A lowball offer could be only doubling your money. And that's kind of funny. So there's a whole other discussion there we're not going to get into right now. Right. But I just want you to know what's what's possible and the things you could do and and consider, you know, before you grab that offer. My final point is this, and it falls under people make mistakes. So there's a people make mis honest mistakes at times. And so as a business owner, yeah. an employer, a business partner, uh, and a parent, and a seller sometimes, and a buyer sometimes, and all of those things, all there's a lot of opportunities for mistakes and honest mistakes. I get yeah. it. But I'll tell you what's not an okay mistake. An experienced seasoned real estate agent posting the wrong freaking address on a property. And that for that reason, my property's is been on the market for a year. Yeah. And so that's the time when heads need to roll. Where you need to, you know, you have to decide what that is as a father, parent, business partner, employer. There's a line where you're just a dumbass. And, it, and it's not, it's your fault, not mine. And, and now I'm taking stuff away from you. Thank you, Jack, for taking this show in a totally different direction. I don't know. I'm, hope, I'm glad you got that off your chest. Your dumbassness cost me $100,000. And I don't care if it was an... Uh, uh, the, but you can't a, get it back. So. I know. Move on. It's okay. I, I hear you and I understand. <laughs> Just like a marriage, <laughs> your dumbasses cost me $100,000. <laughs> Just trying to smooth it over. This is in real life. This is what happens. I say stuff like this. So she's like, no, no, it's fine. He's, he's just, let's put him over there in the corner and, uh, you know, I'll work with him. Turn some light, nice music on and it'll I'll be, work it'll with be fine and a half. I'll hour. get him there. <laughs> Oh boy, happy you could join us today. I'm going to cut this off. Five days a week, you can find us here on the Land Academy Show. Tomorrow, the episode on the Land Academy Show is an interview with Luke Smith, a long, long time uh, Land Academy member, and it's actually pretty amazing. And it's not our first interview with Luke. It's probably like our fourth. Probably, I don't yeah, know. at least. <laughs> he was. He was. Uh, we talked about it on the show when we recorded it. He was member number 
four. I don't remember, but I do remember. I remember when he checked out. I remember being at Randy's coffee shop with that promo with those uh, whatever. It was a ten acre Nevada property. That's it. He told that whole story. On yeah. The show. Oh, and good. The whole story from oh, start to finish. That's really good. That was cool. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Jack and I are very aware that not everyone has a hundred grand lying around, by the way, to buy land. So just so you know, we fund many Land Academy members deals every week. And where do you find out more? Go to landfunding.com or go to landinvestors.com and look for the tab that says deal funding. You can also spend a note to my team at support at landacademy.com. We, we are Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property. 